I want to take a long walk with Jesus Let him shine his light on me I want to take a long, long walk with Jesus Let him shine his loving light on me Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a special nighttime edition of Having Coffee with the King. I am Psychic Nina Angelo, and I introduce to you the man who brings us to this gathering, Pete Wilcox, Having Coffee with the King. Pete, how are you, my young friend? Oh, You're looking my, ever so dapper tonight. God bless him, my, my young friend. I'm older than he is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I just don't look at this week. Because I, as you can see, cleaned up my act because uh, um, the the uh, worldly part of me is is going back to work and putting a show together. Uh, mm-hmm. I have two Elvis friends, and we're going to do a show. I, maybe the working title so far is We Three Kings, which I think <laughs> I, I thought Kevin would I like love, that. I, was I love that. I told you yeah. before, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a real fun title, and the two kids are so wonderful. They truly are, and uh, they honor me by kind of giving me a nod. Look, you're the grandpa. You kind of invented this uh, phenomena, so yeah, let's see you what really you really did in a lot of ways, Pete. You know, I know that, that you're humble about it, and you don't give yourself uh, a lot of credit, but, you know, th- there are tribute artists performing now and those in waiting who owe their careers to you uh, oh, were it not for you being one of the uh, the forerunners along with people like you know the legendary late johnny hara uh and uh, um uh the dana von brana people like that uh, jonathan von brana oh dana jonathan McKay. it was dana mckay dana mckay i'm von sorry von jonathan von brana right 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 uh, and and both of them, they were both really good, too. Yes, they uh, were. But D- Dane is no longer with us, right? Jonathan no, is, I believe. I don't know where Jonathan is. I tried to reach him a couple of times, and uh, he seems to be in a uh, seclus- recluse sort of situation. Whatever okay. he you know. Uh, another dear point, I have to mention Max Pelicano was also one of the early guys. Yes. What's about Max? Max brought... Bruno Mars on stage when he was a kid. Yes. And he also he also introduced, I think, Dean Z. So Max is a forerunner. He and I are absolutely yeah, really no robust. question about it. Um one of the uh, one of the godfathers of the Elvis movement, for sure. Uh you are the patriarch. I should I think it's fair to say Maybe. you are Pete Wilcox is the patriarch of the Elvis tribute artist movement. And I think that goes without argument. From uh, anybody who knows, and there are people who know. You've been around for a long time, my friend. A yes. long time, but uh, you look like in many ways you're just getting started. Well, in so. some ways, this new this new show that we have in mind, and and to bring the possibility of what he might be like if he were still with us. Right. And uh, uh, I'm sure Kevin is wondering how does all of this tie into anything that we might be about. Well, one of the watch things, me. I'm going to. I'm oh, going no, to tie well, it. In. <laughs> I'm on my way right now. Off we go. Uh, in that the legacy, in my humble opinion, of Elvis 
isn't Heartbreak Hotel and Hound Dog. It's How Great Thou Art. It's his gospel music. It's Absolutely. how when he was on Ed Sullivan at the height of his career, he stopped what he was doing and said, we have to do Peace in the Valley for my mom. Mm -hmm. Name another rock and roll singer that did that. It won't come up. That's it. This is where this boy's heart was. And uh, he additionally, I mean, uh, uh, initially, uh, they sound sort of alike, so I can be forgiven for that one. But he initially wanted to be in a group called the Songbirds. It was a gospel group. Sure. And he, he didn't He didn't qualify. He didn't make it. And the yeah. funny part of that is he couldn't sing harmony parts. When you would yeah. go to your part, he'd, try, he'd sing with you. Wherever you went, he'd go. He'd, no, no, stay there where you are. And they kind of laughed, and they loved him. And yeah. uh, so they passed on him. And then six months later... Um, they called him and said, well, if you'd like to come back and try again. And he says, well, I, I can't really. I'm working with Sam Phillips and Sun Records. And, you know, the rest is history. But yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Pete. You know, we should also, uh, people who remember should also know that uh, Elvis auditioned for a gospel quartet back then called the Blackwood Brothers. Yep. Uh, and, and, uh, well, and Jimmy Blackwood, James Blackwood said to him, son. You're just too damn good for us. Well, that's I heard the other one. I haven't heard it too good for us, but you know that may be where it wound up. What he was thinking, yeah. but his his love for gospel music never never ended, and neither oh, did his love for Jesus. They say that at the, at the house uh, at Graceland, he would crack the Bible and start preaching at the drop of a hat. He really wanted to extend the word. He couldn't go to church anymore because he caused too much of a commotion. Sure. So he had church wherever he was, and that, that makes perfect sense to me. But he was well, always... Let me... Um, let me uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you there, Pete. Uh, let me just uh, introduce uh, our guest tonight. Um, for those of you who saw last week's show, uh, we have a returning guest. He's a guest that's a friend of mine and a friend of the show. He's been here before. Um because of weather conditions last week in Arizona, uh, make it very difficult for Kevin Schopel to stay connected. The weather is cooperating tonight, and uh, and thankfully the weather the weatherman in Tucson has given Kevin the the green light to go ahead and connect up with the East Coast, and we've got a great show. I've introduced everyone again. The man. Uh, that we call Kevin Schopel, but let me tell you who Kevin Schopel is. He is a, uh, he's an author. He's a, a Bible scholar and archivist, and he's written four books. Three of them are in front of me, God's Purpose for Psychics and Everyone, The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts, and a book called Melanie, A Christian Medium's Life and Her Gifts of Spirit. Um, and the, the, the next one, uh, Kevin, is uh, tell everyone the latest book. Okay, it's called Christians and Psychics. God has gifted them both. Oh, absolutely. And that one I, I do not have. Well, I have. I don't have a hard copy of it yet, but but I will get one. Um, Kevin is, is back. Is going to make us go to Amazon to get these books? Yeah, all four of them are at Amazon. Basically, I... I worked with originally with Create Space, which was owned by Amazon, and now uh, Kindle Direct Publishing, which is uh, you know independent through Amazon as well. Fabulous, absolutely, and, and I encourage everyone 
Go to Amazon.com and check out Kevin's books. They are uh, they are an amazing read. I assure you, they really are. Kevin explores the realm of spiritual gifts like no one else. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Kevin, and I want Pete to, to, to hear this. Pete, uh, earlier today, Kevin um, introduced me to a young lady um, uh, via text named Kim Savetti. Uh, and she is an author. She wrote a book called Sometimes God is a Homeless Person. And I got to thinking about that. And as soon as I heard that title, it conjured up into my mind a story that I shared with the audience once before. But when I say to you, Pete Wilcox, that God is a homeless person, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, be kind to Pete and strangers. There could be angels in hiding. And God may, exactly. I don't think that he personifies himself as a homeless person. But that person that you extend the kindness to, to catches your eye, say, I've got to give him $5. I've got to give him 20 I've got to help him. I've got to do something. That's the Holy Spirit nudging you. And uh, I think God is in, 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 in charge of that situation, that whole picture that you just joined. Uh, and he smiles and say, good. I, you know, that's what happens to me when you say that. Yeah. So, Kevin, the, the enlighten us on uh, on Kim Savetta and this and this book, because um, it ties directly into what you, Pete, and I were uh, were discussing last week, and will continue to discuss this week, which is the uh, the spiritual gifts, the uh, renewing of the spirit gifts, and renewing of the mind in in many ways, which is going to tie into what Pete and I will do next week. So, uh, so tell me about um, how did this book affect you? How did Kim's book affect you? Well, um, actually, um, as Kim was writing the book throughout the time, she was sending me um, progress copies of this thing for me to read because she wanted to make sure that, you know, is there anything in here that's unbiblical? I mean, when she first met me, she actually did a word search on the word Christian and psychic and turned up my book, The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts, which I told Kim, I said, it's impossible for you to search on those two words and turn up my book because the word Christian is not in the title. And I think I only used the word Christian one time in the rest of the book, and yet she pulled mine up by using just those two words. I said, that was of the Lord. But she was uh, putting this book together, and there was, you know, and the thing is, I kept reading through there. Is I thought, well, to some Christians, they're going to say, well, you know, how could she claim to do this or that? But there was nothing unscriptural in her book, and I put that together with her. And one of the stories that she had was a story, and I quote this in my latest book with her permission, was a story called "Go Dig in the Garden." Yeah. At that point, she had asked the Lord for a sign. You know, she says, I'm getting up in years and uh, I want to know, you know, if, if I could handle having another child, which turned out to be her daughter, Lyric. Right. And so she uh, prayed to the Lord. And in the next morning, as you know, it was not yet daylight, but yet she had a bright light throughout her room. And she heard a very soft voice saying, go dig in the garden. 
Right. And it was kind of like, well, it's the middle of a January morning in Southern California. I'm not so sure I want to do this. And and yet uh, the voice still gently came to her, go dig in the garden. And the way she put it was that a screen dropped in front of her with a arrow pointing to a spot in her garden where she should dig. Now, she went out there obeying this voice yeah. and just went to the spot. Went down maybe, I guess, four to eight inches, and she discovered a figurine of the Mother Mary in her garden. She did not know it was there, but that was her sign. You know, and I first thought, well, if if the Mother Mary could appear to Kim, you know, just like anybody else, I mean, there's no reason why not in my thinking. Now, then there's a story later on in her book in which she... Wanted to go to a church on Mother's Day, yeah. and she wound up at a Catholic church, and she had brought her figurine with her, and I guess one of the uh, teachers in the church, like, oh my gosh, what, yeah, and she went to go get the priest, and he came and said, you know what the meaning of this figurine is? The arms were broken off, and they said, you are meant to be her arms in this world. Wow. Wow. Yeah, boy, that was in unison. Let's do that again on three. One, two, three. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's stunning. It's so exciting to hear that story because in a very selfish way, it also gives me the feeling of confirmation in my dream that I told you. I had a voice tell me, go to this song. And there was my message. She was told, go to your garden. There was her message. Hallelujah. That's confirmation to me, brother. Absolutely. You know, uh, Kevin, we're talking about uh, sitting here talking about spiritual gifts. You know, Pete is an entertainer. He's been an entertainer most of his entire adult life. In fact, all of his entire adult life. And yeah, uh, you know, I mean, since she was just about six years old, right? You know, it's, like, well, in a way, you're right, but that's a, don't <laughs> keep going. Keep going with your story. Let's see where you're going. Yeah. So here's where I'm going with this. Um, during that time, you've you've sung spiritual songs, uh, secular songs, all kinds of different music. My question for Kevin, because he's the one who has the knowledge on this, can Pete use a secular song for God's glory? I do believe he can. Uh, don't forget that one of the spiritual gifts it's listed in the old testament the gift of music is there i cannot quote the scripture right off but i list it in my book um you know because this was this is one of the spiritual gifts and Mm -hmm. um i believe um ricky skaggs many years ago prayed to the lord and asked him said lord do you want me to give up country music to only sing for you and the answer he said he got back was that no continue what you're doing so i take that you know and i i know very little about ricky skaggs you know except that he had seven number one songs on the country chart yeah uh but that he was a devoted christian but the lord wanted him to continue in secular music i bring that up kevin because and and pete because uh as you know, and Pete, you, you know especially well, that Elvis performed concerts all over the country. 
And no matter where he was or what he sang, he always made time during any given concert to put at least two gospel songs in every show, sometimes more. Sure, sure. Always, there was always How Great Thou Art, and very often it was uh, Sweet, Sweet Spirit, or uh, Why Me, Lord, something like that. Um, and, and Why Me, Lord, really isn't, for all intents and purposes, a Christian song. It's actually Chris Christopherson asking God, why me? Why bless me? What did I ever do to deserve this? Right. That's really what it was. Um, I've done extensive research. Uh, I've only done two things in my life, music and pro wrestling. And, and people who know me know that's, that's all I've ever done. I spent my entire life in music. And um, so I've, I've made a study of music. It's what I do. And music is, in my humble opinion, uh, a gift that goes beyond the spirit. It is of the spirit, but it also goes beyond the spirit in that it speaks to our very existence. It's the one element that no matter what language you speak, no matter where you're from or where you call home, every human being can relate to music. Everyone. Yes. And Pete, I'm, I'm curious, Peter, that... Um, in your life, your career, and uh, whether, whether it's on stage or off, how has music affected you as a spiritual gift? We know okay. that you perform and sing for others, but how about what does it do for Pete Wilcox, private citizen, the guy right. at home? In a spiritual way. Okay. Um, as you know, you've been kind enough to search my website. Um, I have some spiritual songs that I have written, and uh, they are part of my ministry. And uh, I use the word ministry judiciously because each of us, not just we three, but all of us, everyone within the sound of our voices has a ministry. It may not be traditional. It doesn't matter. It's the kindness you extend to someone in the street. That's your ministry. That would be a ministry of kindness. And when it comes to music, uh, I would say even if you're stuck with some secular songs, you have to monitor them. You have to censor them. Uh, I want to leave this out. There are many songs that I've sung that uh, in the last year or two as I've gone through my life, uh, I've said, I can't sing this one anymore. And uh, we talked about one that, that happened with Elvis, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called when, uh, If You Talk in Your Sleep. It's a story of a man having an affair with somebody's wife. Yeah. And he's saying, if you talk in your sleep, don't mention my name. And I loved the beat. The rhythm was infectious. And I think we agreed. I think Red West might have written it. And yeah. one night I was singing it down in uh, Tennessee. And Charlie was standing to my right. And I stopped. I said, wait, 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 wait. Stop. Stop, guys. Stop playing they stopped the song, and I said to the audience, I said, I'm terribly sorry, but uh, they knew at that point in time I was really considering leaving the entertainment world, going to Bible school, and, and doing whatever the next step was. I said, I can't sing this song. This song is about adultery blatantly, and the person singing it is, is confessing to his act. I said, it's not something that I would do. 
please forgive me. And for those of you that like the song, understand that a higher power is telling me to stop. And Charlie started laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? And he said, Elvis said the same thing. One night he just stopped singing the song. He said, I can't do this anymore. What am I singing this for? This isn't me. So that spirit is on you. Sometimes you wonder, how do I know that I'm born again? How? Are you still there, Pete? Oh, Pete. No, but I oh. do believe in synchronicities like that, where Pete said the same thing that Elvis said, you know, like yeah. in his last words before you got disconnected. And I, yeah, I do seriously believe that that even though you don't may not be a gospel song, there are certain words that touch hearts. And sure. the way oh, I absolutely. know that, you know, I'm under the how can I say that I'm being guided by the Holy Spirit is when I can yeah. come up and perform or act or talk in something I know is not my own strength, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's just just you and I for a moment. Uh, I'm sure Pete will join us shortly. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm that he's actually told that story on the show before. And that's absolutely true. That absolutely happened. Um, it takes a lot of cojones for a, an entertainer to stop in the middle of a song and say, you know, stop, stop playing the music. Stop. I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, because you don't you don't see that anymore. You, you don't see that level of commitment to spirit anymore, you know? Um, well, I would agree with that, Angelo. Um, no, and I agree that, you know, in the acting field, as you probably are aware, too, that, you know, you do what the casting director tells you. Oh, and if sure. you say, I can't do a scene anymore, that's curtains for your career. Absolutely. It, you have to have a lot of clout in the entertainment business to be able to, to call your own shots like that. Uh, unfortunately... Most people don't, and the the director is still the boss, and when he says, do this, you do it, or you don't have a job, they'll find somebody else who will. I forgot to mention that Kim Savetta is an entertainer herself. She and her husband, Andy, uh, own NRG Music Productions in San Diego. Oh, fabulous. Maybe Pete might want to hear that. I don't know if he's hearing us right at the moment or if he's getting back on here. And are you still there, Angelo? Oh, here we are. Hello there. Okay, because you froze on my screen. Yeah, um, I'm back now. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I was, um, I was just uh, listening to you speak and uh, talk. I mean, in fact, I said that Pete might want to hear that one. That's when everything kind of went kaplooey for a second. I think that's divine interference. I don't know. It's a, we'll, we'll call it divine interference. Well, you know, when I listened to last week's show where I was the one being kicked off all the time. I it know. Right? turned out it did not break the continuity of the show. Everything flowed beautifully. Well, that's called good editing, brother. <laughs> that's okay. Angela working, working like crazy. To get the editing to get. <laughs> that's what that's all about. 
Um, yes. waiting for Pete to join us. Uh, oh, I hope the heck he can join us. I really do. Um, yeah, yeah. That by the way, the Pete, yeah, uh, the, he, the, uh, the title of Kim's book, Sometimes God as a Homeless Man, came from an instance where her and Andy were performing in Lake Tahoe. And I'm not sure what the illness was. I think it was fibromyalgia. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. And if Kim knows I'm wrong about this. But anyway, a homeless man came up to her before she went into a restaurant to get a bite and said, the Lord will cure you of your fibromyalgia. Now, she, wow. he didn't know her. She didn't know him. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out to be yeah. true. And that's where the title of her book came from. Wow. Oh, Pete's got to hear that one. Pete, though, it's um, Kevin was just telling, relating the story of uh, Kim Savetta, uh, who wrote the book, Sometimes God is a, a Homeless Person. Come to find out that Kim and her husband are in the music business, the music publishing, in fact, uh, and performers as well. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, you want to relate that story? Yeah, basically. Uh, I really want Pete to hear that. Yeah, her and her husband, Andy Samlinson, own uh, NRG Music Productions in San Diego. They've performed all over the country, actually. Uh, I believe they performed for, like, uh, President Obama or Bush. I can't remember which. Um, but they have, you know, they are based there in uh, in San Diego in a home that uh, Kim saw in her dreams many years ago and has sketched it out. And Andy was amazed at that. But anyway, they, they have been into the music business. And even during the pandemic, they recorded and were online for free uh, doing concerts to encourage people during the pandemic before they could get back up with their concerts again. I'm, I'm back. Uh, can you see me? I can see both you guys. Yes. Okay, good. So that was uh, that was the story I wanted to, Kevin to relate to you. So Pete, questions from you, um, commentary. Where do you want this to go, brother? Talk to me. Well, bless your heart. We have the blessing of having Kevin with us, and I I, I would kind of like to give him a platform to maybe answer some of the questions that do get asked to him um, as a psychic. What in how does it touch your spirit um, to to combat the the questions that kind of try to paint you in the corner? That's not scriptural. We're warned about that, and I know that you say, "Let me explain to you what's happening." And I'm going to say for our viewers and for me, explain the godly um, phenomena of psychic. Okay, uh, the way I've say, said it in the very beginning, of course, this is the first book in chapter one. I dealt with the five, what was called the anti-medium verses of the Bible, which was uh, uh, Leviticus 19.31, Leviticus 20, verse 6, Leviticus 20, verse 31, uh, Deuteronomy 8.10 through 12, and Isaiah 8.19 and 20. And again, what I said there to these people was I said, most people look at a current translation of the Bible, let's say from 1950 to 2020, and they see the word medium there, whereas in the King James Version, it said person with a familiar spirit. And the definition, yep. now I picked this up from the 1828 Noah Webster Original Dictionary, 
is that it meant a demon or an evil spirit that is attending at a call, meaning that you get this because you call upon spirits, whereas the medium who does not disobey God has not called upon a spirit. The spirit has come to them. They have seen, they have heard, or whatever their degree of mediumship is according to their faith, uh, and they will and and there is no violation there but when you call upon the spirits and in fact uh, um, Kristen Marcus Hempstead who is a friend of Jennifer Lonberg who uh, also came to me that she was being bombarded with videos from Christians that said um, you know you should not be doing this as a medium and I said send the videos to me or if it's YouTube show me the link Sure. As I watched these things, these were people who were wanting some sort of a supernatural power, and they would read books or they would t- talk to teachers about how to call upon spirits and gain these powers, uh, similar to a psychic or medium, but the fact was these spirits started taking over more and more of their life. And apparently at some point, uh, they were so burdened with this whole thing. And finally they reached out and said, help me, the Lord Jesus. And there you go. Um, and he would deliver them and they got rid of their teachings or whatever they had. And I said, yeah, to Kristen, I said, I have never in the years I have been doing this. And this at this point was about 2015. I said this, the mediums and psychics I've met have never had a spirit that started controlling their lives and they never called upon a spirit. Yeah. And I had a person just about two years ago ask me, well, how do you account for a person going to a reading and this spirit is there? And I said, that is exactly it. I said, they know that the sitter booked the reading and the spirit had an opportunity to be there, show up. Thank you. And to give the message that they wanted giving to the living sitter. Simple. Simple. It's also, you know, uh, the personification of um, of what I've said for for time and memoriam. Be careful what you ask for; you just might get it. You know, <laughs> yeah. good good way to put that, Otis. Yeah, be careful what you ask for; you might get it. You know, you know, people have said to me, "What's it like being a psychic?" And I I tell them honestly, you don't want to know. Okay. I have stuff go through my mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I can't stop it. I have to, you know, I have to ignore it, but it's, I know it's there. I'm constantly at battle, you know, it's not a battle against, you know, uh, an entity. It's a, I'm the one fighting me because I want to do what spirits, you know, nudging me to do. But sometimes that means violating somebody's privacy. And that's a slippery slope to walk. I'm sure you know that, Kevin. Of you course. Know? In fact, you know, the respect of someone's privacy is is basically right. I'm not going to say there's a scripture that supports it. But the reality is, if you know the right from the wrong, and a lot of times uh, the Lord Jesus had said, why don't you judge for yourself what is right? Yeah. And, and so the fact is, there is you know that it's going to involve something wrong, then you know that that's not coming from the Lord. But as far as what you were saying about how things come to you, you can't stop them. This is a 
something I wrote about in my last book that you have now, the Christians and Psychics, God has gifted them both. Right. Is yeah. that, you know, every person who ever has been a psychic, I mean, talking about a true psychic, not trying to gain something, right. they mostly were born that way or they noticed they were this way at an early age and they could not get rid of that ability. Hello. And I said, furthermore, if you think it's from Satan, have it have somebody cast it out in the name of Jesus. You will find that you cannot. In fact, I had that I validate for it, Kevin. I honestly and thank you, Lord, as my witness. I will validate that the veracity of that statement. It happened to me. I had people lay hands on me. Swore and be damned that I was possessed by some evil entity. Okay. It's not me that's healing anybody. The fact that I took this hand and put it on somebody and they became well is not a blessing to me. It's a blessing to them. God used this hand. Okay. For that moment in time. It was the first, last, and only time. Guess what? I don't ever want it to happen again. Okay? Well, you were, at, we've been asked, lay hands on the sick. It's a direction. That is yeah, scriptural. He, and, yeah, and it is the direction. In the epistles or in the God, you will lay hands on the sick and you will heal them. Absolutely. So but guess what? When you do it, but, but Pete, you're absolutely right. And it absolutely says that. And Kevin will vouch for that. But when you actually do it, people want to beat the hell out of you because they think they you were told that would happen too. Yeah, and they they literally want to beat the hell out of you well, because they think you're coming from somewhere else. Right, it could be a jealousy. It's a not understanding. But uh, Jesus told us you will be you you'll be persecuted for me. Look what's happening. Look what's about to happen to me. Look right. what happened to my 12. It's go, you're going to run into a problem, but that can't keep you from doing what God's asking you to do. Um, but you're right. You, it's to, we said that last time. It's the point of contact. It's, it's, well, it's God who's healing them. It's that simple. It is the Father that's yes. healing them. Jesus healed them in his name. And if you've been directed to do that, uh, the, the recipient doesn't have a problem, I guarantee you. They're Not very, at all. you know what I mean? So those on looking Not whatsoever. Not one problem whatsoever, Pete. So um, the uh, the idea of the spiritual gifts, um, you know, uh, the, the idea of spiritual gifts. Oh, man, I could go anywhere I, I want to anywhere I want with this one. But I think here's where I'm going with it. Um, Kevin. Yes. Let's, let's talk about the idea of spiritual gifts. Where does the spirit live and how does the spirit connect with the gift? Something I've never asked you. Something maybe people haven't thought to ask. Where does the spirit reside? Well, when we say that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and you see this in Acts chapter 4 with Peter and John, and how they said Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to, in Ephesians 5.19, it says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So I believe that when you are filled, 
it's inside us. You know, okay. that uh, you know, he being the third person of the Trinity is omnipresent, but he's also right. within us. And right. uh, again, I asked for being filled with the Holy Spirit before coming on the program today, too. Absolutely. Pete Wilcox, when you are filled with the Spirit, how do you know it, my friend? Bless your heart. The only thing I could say would be, I know that I'm right. I just know that I'm right, whatever, however pertains to the condition. But I also want to go back to the question when you ask, where does the Holy Spirit reside? It's a trinity. He resides every place that God does. There is no boundaries to the Holy Spirit. He is, I think, in my humble, he's everywhere. He is not in the unbeliever yet. He could get there if the unbeliever will invite him in. Now, what the what that new person does when the spirit is in him, that's kind of his battle with the spirit defending him against Satan, because Satan doesn't want that in there. But oh boy. The bad news is it's in there now, Satan, and the the possessor of it, myself, I'm raising my hand, you have to learn to call upon that and use it when you are tempted, because now you're going to get tempted real good. Now yeah. you, you pose a problem. Um, now you are going to suggest to your friends and help your friends and lead them and guide them with God's love and with, with understanding to, to the Father. That's going to be your new mission. That's going to mean more to you than anything else to be mm -hmm. in that way. But where does he live? He lives absolutely everywhere or can live everywhere. I would absolutely. say the only place the Holy Spirit doesn't reside might be where he hasn't been invited yet. How does that come? I, think I cannot argue with that answer, nor would I want to. I think that is absolutely divinely inspired, that answer. What do you say, Kevin? I, I would not. I wouldn't argue with that. Well, I, I do I believe that, that if we don't want the Holy Spirit, you know, he, he's not going to enforce himself upon us. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, he he will come to us. And like I said, I think I said it to you earlier that I know that the Holy Spirit is present when I'm capable of. Well, not me capable, but I'm doing something I know I'm not capable of yeah. in my ordinary strengths or talents. I, I love the way Pete said that. Pete, that was brilliant. He doesn't live where he's not invited. I love that. Well, listen, I will say this now, and as long as you and I are blessed to carry on with our little ministry, if I say anything worthwhile, you know where it came from. Beautiful. Yes, and I recognized Beautiful. that earlier when you Everybody were just froze up. The, the scripture... Uh, uh, Hebrews 13, 2, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, thereby, some have entertained angels. Angels, unaware. yes. And I knew, when, as soon as you said that, that's I knew that scripture, so I knew you were in the right when you said it. Yeah, and you know what? When I, um, going back to that story I told you, when I dropped that man off at that church, and I went home and called to make sure he was still there, he was okay, when that church, um, uh, you know, operator or whoever answered that phone, when they said, I'm the only one here and I've been here all day, that sent chills up my up my arm and up my back. And 
I got I went like this. I had I had the goosebumps because it was just like, okay, are you screwing with me now, <laughs> Lord? Are you screwing with me, or like is this something I'm supposed to know? And that was the lesson. That was the lesson. It was supposed. It was something I was supposed to learn that no matter where you are, what you do, where you go, or how you get there. You never know if you're uh, entertaining an angel unaware. Absolutely. That's, that to me was the God is in the homeless, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's hence the title of uh, Kim Cavetti's book. You know, sometimes God is a homeless person. Yes. That, that's a remarkable title. It, the simplicity of that is remarkable. So, um, what is, let me, let's, um, let's talk about this. You mentioned our ministry, um, define our ministry, Pete. What, what are we doing? We Other are than flying by the seat of our pants and no, no, but we're two brothers that, that love the Lord and feel like we have been given a certain gift of communication and we want to share that and encourage for me. I'm encouraging the guy, the fence sitter. Well, I know there's a God, and I don't know, you know, it's like the Bible stuff. Hang on. The Bible stuff is working. It worked for me specifically as it did for that girl. Dig here. Well, the same thing. God told me, dig in this song. I got something for you. And the first line was, listen easy. You can hear God calling. So I can say to anybody on the planet, anybody in this lifetime or the next, I was sent to a message to let me know I am here and I'm talking to you now. It doesn't say I'm going to call you or I called right. you yesterday. I am calling. Listen easy. And, yeah. you know, what's our ministry about? Beautiful. That's what I'm bringing to this. You were kind of saying, I know who you are. You're that Elvis guy. And, and I really like you and you seem like a nice guy. And I say, well, the same thing. I really didn't know you. But you were so loving and so gracious and so uh, outreaching. I said, we're supposed to do something together. I don't know whether it's go have a hamburger or what it is. Right. And this kind of grew out of the, those conversations. Our well, message about taking our love. I want to let you in on a little secret, brother. I called you a year and a half ago. Out of the blue. Right? Yep. Okay. You didn't know who I was. I knew who you were. You didn't know what I wanted. I know what I wanted. More important, God knows what he wanted. And he used a little fat psychic from New Jersey to contact a world-renowned entertainer and say, hey, well, no, don't be humble. That Look, you're known all over the world, okay? So shut up and, and be grateful. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And uh and he said, Look, you know, this this guy's got a gift in him. You have a gift. I want to put your gifts together. And so uh and you're going to minister. And you're going to do what you do, and he's gonna do what he does. And the two of you are gonna come to the middle, and I'll make sure you get there. And that was, and I ask you that question tonight, Pete, knowing what the answer was. Because I had a conversation with God today about that question, and he gave me the answer. He said, don't worry about it. I will get you there. He's coming from the east. You're coming from the west, and together you'll meet in the middle. 
And thank together you. we meet thank, in the thank middle. Thank you for the journey. Thank you for the journey and inviting me in. And and well, that, I, I am the one that's thankful and uh, yeah. especially thankful to have uh, you here and Kevin Schopel and uh, see God finds a way to to get everybody where they need to be. I fully you know? agree with that. And you know, and last week we we got here and, and God said, you know what? I got to do this weather thing. I have to handle this weather thing, but come back next week. I'll make sure the weather's good for you. And as I said, and as Lord promised, the weather's beautiful. No interruptions with Kevin. Beautiful. So I think that is our mission statement to do what God says to do and to get there how he says to get there. Um, you know, that how how did Elvis sing it? Lead me, guide me along the way. Sure. Right? That's it, brother. That's it. Well, Leave the, me, oh Lord. I've been just a little troubled this week about um, straying off our initial um, mission, you might say, and and I'm going to go along with what you just said. You may have set out the journey that way, and. God is very happy that you sent, followed his instructions and set on the journey. Well, you may have thought that's where you're going to go. Trust me, I'm going to lead you where you need to go. I mean, I've had some wonderful preachers say, God doesn't tell you where you're going because you might mess it up. He's just going to get you one step at a time there along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I had a certain idea of where we needed to take this. Um, I'm going to trust your instincts. And my instincts to follow you, I mean, you're kind enough to say, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm the figurehead of this. I don't know or care. I'm just proud and honored to be a part of this. I know that anything else that I've ever done has been exciting. But to think that I am involved in a ministry reaching out to share the love of God. We're sharing the love of God with people who might miss it if we weren't here but we are pete can i interject something here sure please do as you were speaking and i fully agreed with what you said because proverbs 3 6 came to my mind in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths and the way i look at it is you won't stray from your path if you do the first part which is acknowledging the lord this is why i do this on every show i'm at is to say the Lord is with me, the Lord is giving me the words, because it puts the egotism in check, which is where a person begins to stray. So if if that uh, makes sense to you, Pete. It's beautiful, and thank you so much, because Angelo uh, uh, loves to segue into things, and he's been doing this longer than me, and I thought, well, maybe it should be like this, and... uh, uh, maybe it shouldn't be like that. What should be happening is happening. We're getting together and we're reaching out. That's what should be happening. Uh, does Absolutely. it need to go a certain way? No, no, it really doesn't. Because you know what way it needs to go? His way. And if we trust that, and we can even come come with a thought. We're going to talk today about renewing the mind. Yeah. Let's say we never talk about it once. We go off for something else. There's a reason for that. We were yes, sent over there. Yeah, and it's not... Not like we're being led over there by the devil. No, the devil doesn't want anything to do with us. What he would want us to do is would have a stop. 
That's what he would want us to do. Uh, sure. So we are going to adventure out into God's love and where it's leading us. We can't get lost in that journey. Absolutely After not. I was teaching a class, Pete, um, of course, I used to print up handouts with scriptures in them so that we would not waste so much class time, you know, having to turn pages in a Bible. But a lot of times the Holy Spirit directed that class in a different direction with other questions, other concerns. And we and I just said, you know, this is the Holy Spirit's class. I'm the T.A. And I'm going to do it his way and answer the questions. I've even had the Holy Spirit tell me, shut up and listen to this other person in the classroom. And, you know, he directs. And I always said that to my class. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. I'm the T.A. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Pete, it was no accident. I called you a year and a half ago. I had every intention of doing then what we're doing now. Um, it's always in God's timing, everything in God's timing, you know, uh, and, and to, to say it colloquially, as I say to people, you can't rush spirit. Spirit's timing is perfect. Always perfect. Um, I set my ego aside. You set your ego aside where two guys came together to do what we love to do, and that is to edify Jesus Christ and God the Father and to bring other people to know him. That's what we do. I don't stand on a stage and sing, but I know I'm good at what I do. You know, when Pete Wilcox is standing on a stage and singing, he's the best at what he does. It's as simple as that. And because you have that platform, you have the ability to bring other people into the fold because I do what I do. I have the ability to bring a lot of people into the fold because I have three other mechanisms by which I use to get people here tonight. You know, I do four shows. You realize that I do four shows and they're all different. They range from, Coffee with the King, where we talk about Jesus, to Mafia Talk, to professional wrestling, to authors and new books. Okay? It's crazy. It's crazy to think about the diversity that God has allowed me to, you know, to, to in, you know, involve myself in. You know, here I think I, I have remember one last of, week when you yeah, had Mike call in from the wrestling thinking he was calling the wrestling show and he called this one. Ex yes, exactly. Think, exactly. That is a perfect example of, of exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. And I don't think that was an accident. I think that was divinely inspired. I think God absolutely targeted him because if you know, Mike, trust me, he needs some Jesus in his life. Big time. But, uh, so Pete, um, what is what is on the agenda for next week? Where do we go next week, my friend? Well, bless Renew, your heart. You're kind renewing enough. Renewing the talk. mind? Is that what you still yes, want to do? Yes, that? I think that that's a, a wonderful uh, place to begin next week. I'm going to laugh at it or where it's going. But I think, yes, uh, I'm thinking uh, I, I had the scripture and I wrote it down. I don't have it. I don't have to about keeping. Oh, I, uh, I think it's. 
a, a psalm or a proverb, keep my words uh, before you. There, I'm sure, Kevin, is it, there will be food to your spirit. But, I mean, it's keep my words in front of you. Well, that's renewing the mind before that was a phrase. That's Old yeah. Testament. In the New Testament, we're taught the words or the direction of renew the mind by just keeping his words in front of you. And one of my favorite teachers, I don't you know, let's, I don't know the politics of him, but one of my favorite teachers is Creflo Dollar. He's a very well-read uh, Christian man that loves the Lord. And he said, you keep that word coming in. What's coming in is filling your heart. What your heart is full of is what you are becoming. It's what you are. That's what you want to fill your your heart with. And that's why I also want to be careful about what I sing, what songs mm -hmm. I choose, how I put it out there, because I'm sending it out. And as a performer, I have you by the ear. I got to be careful what I sing to you, You're, what I have you ponder on. And uh, uh, um but I, I would say renewing the mind is a wonderful place for us to start because that really is uh, um, the door open to stay close to the word. And the word, Jesus is referred to as the word and what he said. I'm, I'm, I remember that wonderful scripture that uh, I caught on TBN. He, there were a bunch of people gathering around. They wanted to see him. I'm going to laugh. They wanted Jesus to come out and do a meet and greet. You know what I mean? They yeah, wanted right. to sign some autographs and take some pictures on the cell phone. And Jesus stayed hidden with the guys. No, we can't. He said, listen, we have to go to another town because um, we have to go to so I can teach. Then he says, that's what I came to do. I said, wait a minute. Why did Jesus come here? That's what I came to do. He came to personally let us know about the Father. While I'm here, mm -hmm. I'm going to redeem you from your sins. That's a little extra plus you're getting, and that's on me. Yeah. But I came to teach. I came so it wouldn't just be a cold book that somebody's reading to at the temple. No, you heard it from me on the Mount of Olives. Here's what it is. Here's what my Father says. Here's the blessing. Here's where you want to send your heart to these principles. Learn to live in this light, and you will be so richer so happier. You'll have riches that you don't understand, but that is, you were created to to live in this light, and I'm here to shed that light on you, and I'm here to teach you about that. And that's what he says, that's what I came to do. So it's renewing, reminding mm -hmm. us of his thought processes, what he would, I mean, the wonderful expression, what would Jesus do? You'll know yeah. the answer to that the more you renew your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Absolutely. By the way, Pete, your scripture on that Romans twelve three, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that Thank you may you. prove you the there good and acceptable will of God. There it is, Pete. Listen, I, I, I might need your phone uh, number, Kevin, because every now and again, you. you're, you're, no you're a walking concordance, and I love you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but, told you, he's got it, man. Yes, yes, yes. That's so important. So good. Oh, I mean that that we can almost hang. Uh, what I want to do on on Romans twelve thirteen. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having that in your fingertips. God bless you for that. Well, the Lord brought it to my mind when I do the shows here. I don't have a cheat sheet or a Bible right in front of me to to do that. And as like I say, He brings it to mind. When it's needed to be brought to mind. It's all off the top of his head, Dan. 
Devin's amazing. Did you believe that's that's a, a scripture? Oh, that's a scripture. That about myself. Well, no, there's a scripture about that. I think you gave it to us last week about uh, he will bring it to your mind. That was John 14:26. Yeah, John 14. Said, I have many more things to say to you. The Counselor, the even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will bring to your mind everything I have said to you. That's John 14. What? 26. 26. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome, Pete. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. What, what uh, you're saying is resonating as as an true. You know, and I try to show the scripture as a way of supporting you and saying, yes, what you're saying is scriptural and it's coming to you from the Lord, although my part is you know the scriptures. Fabulous. Well, it's such a joy to be around. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you're lucky I'll I tell you what, I, I'd have I would have Kevin here every week if we could. I really would. He's amazing. He really is. Well, he's and, got, and as you, he, he truly is. He's he's an invitation. Yeah, whenever you say, yeah, I wonder what the guys are up to, holler because you can be up. Yeah. To oh, absolutely. Well, Kevin's the tip of the iceberg. I got news for you. The Lord's got a whole guest list planned. Okay. You know, Excellent. you you're just this is just like the number one here. Okay. We're, we're just starting wait, now. Okay. Wait, we work down. We work down the list now. Hold on, bro. That gets good. Yeah. If if it starts off this good, imagine where it goes. Okay. It just gets better from here. Yeah. So I will tell you what, we still got an hour out of this. This is amazing. This is beautiful. I thought we were going to end up. Going I just want to stop the, the horse ride for a second. Okay. Reach out to anyone and everyone who happens to be participating. In our broadcast on our energy, do you see the excitement and the glow that these three men in front of you are able to share because of their love of God? And there, you should be in here with us. We want to share that with you. What's our ministry about? Share this joy. Share this knowledge and connection with Jesus and the Father. And please join us. Please join us. Absolutely. Back to you. Absolutely. We, we cordially invite everyone who's listening. You have the phone number here. When we're on the air, you can feel free to call us. And I'll give you the number again right now. It's 609-609-389-9829. And call us every Tuesday night. We're on the air at 7 p.m. And, and we go off whenever God says, get out of here. And, and <laughs> if we don't get to the questions that week, trust me, we are going to write them down and we'll yeah. maybe, you know, maybe every fifth, Absolutely. If, it, if it would be right, every fifth uh, broadcast, we'll go over those questions. We don't want you to think that we're ignoring sure. you. Uh, it's kind of hard to stop a rock rolling down a hill, which is kind of what yeah, we are. Absolutely. The show starts. But uh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, before we leave tonight, I do want to uh, send out special, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with a prayer, but uh, my neighbor tomorrow is having um, surgery for a brain tumor to, to remove it. Um, he's a young man in his uh, late 20s, early 30s, uh, his name is Joey, and uh, he is literally my neighbor across the street, so I'm praying, uh, Lord, that you guide the doctor's hands and Give him an educated, steady hand and be there in the operating room with him. And um, also, Lord, uh, 
Yeah, my mother needs some healing for her legs and uh, and her her arthritis. So I ask you to put a little healing on that. Um, I won't ask for anything for myself, Lord, because you know what I need, and you provide everything I need. Um, I ask you, Lord, to continue to bless uh, Kevin in his wisdom and and his writings and teachings, and let him be a vessel of knowledge for the world to uh, to. To, to spring from, uh, let his uh, knowledge flow like water, living waters, you call it, and uh, and let those waters be plentiful and let us all drink from that fountain of, uh, of knowledge. Also, Lord God, uh, continue to bless my brother Pete, my partner over here, and uh, give him the, uh, the, uh, the wisdom that he needs and the knowledge he needs and desires to continue with this journey. And uh, I ask you, Lord God, to bless his venture into the world of entertainment. It looks like it's going to happen. I'm, I'm thankful, Lord, to be just a small part of that. And it looks like that the Pete is going to uh, once again hit the stage and uh, just knock him crazy like he used to. Going to do it again. And, uh, Lord, I just thank you for for everything in Jesus' name and we all collectively say to you, God bless and amen. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. And so, I'll take uh, amen for my lovely wife, but I, I come to you. I, I try to have communion at least every other day. Um, we have a wafer and we do great juice and we'll pray over and always in, as Jesus asks us, as often as you will in remembrance of me. And we're praying for Linda to feel a healing, his healing hand on earth as it is in heaven. There is no ailments. There are no illnesses in heaven. And I ask for that that healing power and blessing to be upon my wife. She's in a battle. She's winning it, but she's in a battle. And I ask you, Lord, to stand by her and help her win that battle. You're being so kind to throwing prayers and blessings around. I wanted her to get a hand on it. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Or a prayer for her. Absolutely. And Kevin, is there anybody that you would like included? I can't think at the present present moment right now. Um, I've been I've been more thankful for all the Lord has done with me that He has healed my wife also from a hip injury as well. So I'm right now. I could say that I don't have. Uh, I cannot think of anyone at the present. Listen, while we're also doing this, as we, we included you, my, my, my loving brothers and sisters who are kind enough to be part of our broadcast, we extend that prayer to you, that God may extend his loving, healing hand in whatever you may be going through or battling, and also to lift your spirits of joy and know that he is there for you. Reach back. He's already given all that he can give, so he's in. You extend Come back, enjoy his blessing. We, All the three of us extend that blessing to all of you out there who are good enough to share your time with us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Beautiful. And for Kevin Schopel, for Pete Wilcox, I'm Psychic Media Angelo. Join us again next time as we continue each and every week to have our coffee with the gang. Amen. Take care, everybody. Good night. Amen. Love,